Happy Monday, everybody. My name is Brandon Rosa, and welcome to episode 65 of the Xbox in 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. Every Monday, this podcast covers new game releases, the previous week's gaming news, and we all are in an Xbox-related fun fact together. This show is on YouTube and podcast services around the world, so please subscribe in your favorite and leave a review. Xboxin10.com, no numbers, is your quick source for links to all of our podcast destinations and social media profiles, which you can follow at Xboxin10. To start, let's talk game releases. The big games out last week were Double Kick Heroes, PGA Tour 2K21, and Battletoads. The games coming out this week include Madden NFL 21, No Straight Roads, Street Power Soccer, Project Cars 3, Remothered Broken Porcelain, Skyhill Black Mist, Tell Me Why, Giraffe and Anika, Hino Space Outlaw, Wasteland 3, Road to Guangdong, Windbound, Nexuman Extinction, Hexagroove Tactical DJ, and Leech Dragon. A bunch of new games are coming and or are out now for Xbox Game Pass for PC and console. The ones on console and PC include Spiritfarer, Battletoads, Don't Starve Giant Edition, New Super Lucky's Tale, Hypnospace Outlaw, Tell Me Why, Resident Evil Biohazard, Wasteland 3, and Double Kick Heroes. The PC exclusive ones include Microsoft Fight Simulator, Crossing Souls, Darksiders Genesis, and Crusaders Kings 3. Now into last week's biggest news stories and we have 6 to cover this week. Number 1. Report, Retailer Insider claims Xbox Series X may be $599. Paul Tossi at Forbes writes, We are probably 2 weeks or so away from finally figuring out the price of the Xbox Series X and its little buddy the Xbox Lockhart Series S and as such the leaks are going to start spooling up. This one is not official in any capacity and not people doing backbending calculations about a monster energy prize pool to figure out the price of an Xbox Series X, but rather it comes from a retail source. Gaming journalist, podcaster, host Alana Pierce was on the Kinda Funny X cast and said she was DM'd by someone working in retail that showed her a photo of their internal screen that gave a November release date for the Xbox Series X and said the price was $599. Now it is possible that's actually the price, it's possible that's a placeholder, it's also possible it's fake, of course I trust Pierce, but who knows about her source. This does however line up with a few different factors. Many have speculated that because of the sheer horsepower of the Xbox Series X that it would almost have to be priced at $599, lest Microsoft lose too much money on each unit. My theory was that they would take the loss in order to try and match if not undercut Sony this time around at $500, but then there's the second part of this. That would be the existence of the Xbox Series S. Microsoft recently phased out the Xbox One X, which was priced new at $400. That leaves space for the lower priced Series S to potentially cost $400, while the Series X would cost $600. A $200 gap in between them would make more sense to me than just a $100 gap, which doesn't seem like enough of a difference to warrant two consoles at all. I cannot believe that this episode of the podcast is going to post on August 24th, and we still have no idea when this console is actually coming out, and more importantly the price. We are less than 3 months away from this console coming out and we don't know how much we have to pay. I gotta admit I am aligning with this guy's theory about the Series S costing $400 to make that big gap between the Xbox Series X justifying both consoles. I guess time will tell but really how much more time do we have to wait? Number 2. Microsoft unveils new Xbox Series X UI. Bo Moore at IGN writes, Microsoft unveiled an extensive look at the new Xbox user interface which is designed to provide a cohesive experience for players across a variety of devices, including Xbox Series X, Xbox One, PC, and Android devices via cloud gaming. The overall layout should be familiar to longtime Xbox players, but with a faster, more focused design. Microsoft says that the home screen will load more than 50% faster when booting up the system and around 30% faster when returning from a game. 
The improvements also cut down on memory usage considerably, around 40% Microsoft says. Other improvements include the consolidation of parties and chat into a single tab to streamline communication and make it easier to track what's going on with your friends. One key aspect mentioned in how the system will connect to mobile devices using a new Xbox mobile app. When you capture a gameplay clip, for example, it will automatically be sent to the mobile app, making it easier to then share to your social media of choice. Microsoft says these new features, like an update to the Microsoft Store, will begin rolling out in the coming weeks, with the major overhaul coinciding with the Xbox Series X launch in November. I'm a sucker for UI improvements as I just want it to be that much faster. Don't get in the way of me playing games, and I love the update that they did with the store. It's smooth, it's concise, and it's organized. Big fan. Number 3. Halo 3 ODST beta testing is now live on PC and Xbox One. Richard Wakeling at GameSpot writes, Halo Infinite may have been delayed until 2021, missing the Xbox Series X's November launch, but Halo Master Chief Collection continues to add more content as a new wave of beta testing is now live on Xbox One and PC. The latest beta test revolves around the upcoming edition of Halo 3 ODST. The ODST campaign has been available in the Xbox One version of the Master Chief Collection since 2015, but Firefight, the wave-based multiplayer mode, is making its long-awaited debut. Both the campaign and Firefight are headed to PC for the very first time. Not sure exactly where it stands, but I think Halo 3 ODST is in my top 4 Halo games. I thought it was a very unique side story, so it's cool to see PC players being able to enjoy it if they never played it on a console. On to number 4. Halo Infinite devs deny claim that Halo TV show impacted development. Jonathan Dornbush at IGN writes, Halo Infinite's developer 343 Industries has shot down some of the claims of a report that surfaced earlier alleging development woes for the now-delayed next Halo entry. In a statement provided to IGN by a 343 Industries spokesperson, the Halo Infinite developer refuted the claim in a report that the Halo TV show in the works at Showtime distracted the developer's leadership and has had a major impact on Infinite's development. The spokesperson labeled Infinite and the TV show as completely independent projects whose development did not impact one another or prove a distraction as the original report's sources claimed. Quote, 343 Industries has a devoted transmedia team that is working with Showtime on the creation and production of the Halo TV show. This group is separate from the Halo Infinite development team. These are two completely independent projects with dedicated teams and leadership that do not impact one another, end quote, the spokesperson said in a statement to IGN. A source speaking anonymously to Therat for the original report claimed the show was taking their priority instead of focusing on making sure development progress is on the right path to reaching its targeted deadline. While 343's response rebukes this claim, the spokesperson did not speak to the report's claim that, quote, a significant portion of the game is being outsourced to third-party contractors, end quote, which the report described as the source of some of Halo Infinite's alleged development problems. Obviously, with the huge delay of Halo Infinite missing the Series X launch, someone dropped the ball somewhere along the way. It's going to be interesting in a few years to get a big story news piece about the behind-the-scenes making of this game, and I am really curious to see what went wrong. Hopefully it's all worth it in the end and we get a great Halo experience to enjoy for years to come. Number 5. Black Ops Cold War is the next Call of Duty game. Igor Bonifik at Engadget writes, After trying to make a statement about Modern Warfare, the Call of Duty franchise is returning to a more distant conflict. On Wednesday, series publisher Activision shared the first teaser for Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, proper title punctuation to be determined. Activision promises to share more about the new entry, including gameplay footage on August 26th. Until then, the teaser provides a couple of hints about the game's story, consisting mostly of archival footage of a TV interview with KGB defector Yuri Bezmov. The teaser says the story is inspired by actual events. Text interspeed between the footage mentions Perseus, 
a Soviet spy who allegedly infiltrated the Manhattan Project during the height of World War II to steal secrets related to the atomic bomb. Perseus, it turns out, was never caught and may have worked their way into the highest echelons of the US government. The latest Call of Duty represents something of a return for Raven Software, the studio that's co-developing the game along series regular Treyarch. Raven released a criminally underrated Singularity in 2010. In Singularity, you play as a US Marine who gets sent back to 1955 when they investigate an island once held by the Soviet Union. Unfortunately, the game didn't sell well and Activision has had the support studio for the Call of Duty franchise ever since. I loved the Modern Warfare campaign, I'm all in on Warzone now. I'm a series regular, I buy Call of Duty every year. Hopefully this one piques my interest and captures me like the previous games. And number 6. 505 Games stands firm, a next-gen upgrade plan for Control. Eric Van Allen at US Gamer writes, Last year's third-person surreal shooter Control made waves when it announced a next-gen upgrade plan that required purchasing a new version of the game. In a new blog today, publisher 505 Games isn't trying to walk that decision back, but attempting to explain why. On the Control blog, 505 Games breaks down the decision to limit next-gen upgrades to the new Control Ultimate Edition. The new version of the game collects the base of Remedy's Control as well as its expansions, including its upcoming Alan Wake expansion into one package, for current and next-gen consoles as well as PC. It's also the only version of the game that will let current-gen players upgrade to the next-gen versions. This runs counter to other publishers' offerings for next-gen upgrades, games like Madden NFL 21, Cyberpunk 2077, and Assassin's Creed Valhalla have already confirmed to have next-gen upgrades, called Smalt Delivery in Xbox's ecosystem, for free. Controls will require a $40 purchase even for current owners of the game on current consoles. In its blog, which turns into an FAQ about the decision, 505 Games says it spent several months exploring all of its launch options and no decision was taken lightly. Quote, every avenue we pursued, there was some form of blocker, and those blockers meant that at least one group of players ended up being left out of the upgrade for various reasons, end quote, the blog states. Quote, as of today, we can't offer an upgrade to everyone, and leaving any one group out feels unfair. We understand that is not what you want to hear, end quote. 505 Games affirms that for current Control owners, the original edition of Control for PS4 and Xbox One will be backwards compatible when the PS5 and Series X launch. It seems certain though that if you want to play Remedy Surreal Adventure on next-gen consoles in a version made specifically for those consoles, you'll have to buy the Ultimate Edition. I have to admit, this is a terrible story and the fact that they doubled down on it and mentioned blockers is really unfair for anyone who enjoyed the original base game. I'm not just saying this because it's an Xbox podcast, but you have to admit the blockers that they reference is Sony and PlayStation. Xbox has been touting smart delivery with free next-gen upgrades, so you have to admit they're not stopping this. I for one am not personally upset by this as I never played Control, I missed it but have been very interested in it so I am excited to get the $40 Ultimate Edition and play it on the Series X at launch. As always we end our show with a fun fact about Xbox and this one is about how things got strange with the original Xbox hardware, credit to thegamer.com. There are a lot of things that you can find out from the early concepts of a design, as is with the case many things, the product that we were presented with during launch was far and away from what the original creators had in mind. For starters, Seamus Blackley's concept art shows that they had the intention of creating a controller similar to that of the Dreamcast. The original console was also going to be a literal X with no box. While this would certainly have made the console stand out, it's rather hard to picture such a system being created. As you can probably imagine, they shelved the idea because the engineers felt that it wouldn't be possible to put hardware into such a form factor. You could easily do so nowadays, but I think they made the right decision. For anyone who hasn't seen these pictures before, please please google them, they are fascinating to imagine, and I can't believe these were actually prototyped. 
Thank you all for listening to the Xbox in 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. If you like the show, please subscribe on your favorite podcast service, share with your friends, and follow on all social media at Xbox in 10. This past week, I've continued to play Call of Duty Warzone. I did finally get to try Project xCloud, and then I bought the Android Samsung S6 Lite tablet. I gotta admit, it blew me away that it actually worked. Maybe it was just my connection, it worked at first and started to not run great. So obviously being at home, that's not the experience I want from xCloud, unless I wanted to conveniently play in bed. But I can't wait to see what the future of this technology holds. Now we just gotta get it on my Apple iPhone. I did check out Microsoft Flight Simulator as well, and I couldn't believe how good it looked. It blew my mind, and what everyone says is true. If you're able to, try it out for yourself. My name is Brandon Rosie. You can follow me on Xbox at Brosa93. I hope you all have a great week, and keep on gaming.